What is up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from the 704 to the 407. Thank you for making us part of your day. This is the Sports Herd Around the World podcast brought to you by AllConnect.com. I am your host, as always, Alex K. And uh, returning from MI hiatus, Benny C is back. We found him. Uh, he was lost for basically three weeks. But now I can see clearly now. The rain is <laughs> the gone. Rain, well, it's actually not here. It's pouring rain in, in Charlotte. It's terrible weather, but... That's neither here nor there. But you know what? There. I'm on top of the world. How was, uh, you'd see, you went to Atlanta, you went to Nashville, you went to Asheville, you went to uh, UVA again. Oh, um, we're talking about UVA already? You no, mean, I said congratulations to Tony Bennett and the 2019 NCAA champion, Virginia Cavaliers. A little, um, little round of applause for them there. Every squirrel does find a nut. One year you lose to the 16th seed, the next year you win the national championship. The ultim- that is the greatest redemption story in sports history. Yeah, I mean, they obviously shouldn't have lost last year um heck they almost lost this year but um hey they were the they they played the best basketball they didn't have to face duke again and that was basically the reason they won what's scary is uva actually did not play that particularly well in any of their games but they found a way to win that's all that matters and they now had um i just saw this morning they went 66 and 6 over the last two years that yeah. they had three more wins than the next closest uh, program over that same time frame, time frame, which was Michigan. Oh, really? So most wins in the last two years. Dan, and one was a knockout in the first round, and one was winning it all. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's a uh, yeah. Congratulations, that's good for them. Obviously, the, can you with can you think of a more deserving though, like coach, and then Tony Bennett? The guy is um, all class. Bruce Pearl would have been fun to see from Auburn. That, that, that would have been fun. I'm not saying more deserving, but that would have been fun. But did no. Bruce have some allegations though at when he was at um. Tennessee? Yeah. Uh, I don't think he did. I thought that he got I, kicked out. I thought there was some scandal was there? with recruiting stuff. But once again, you can probably say that about almost every. Just about every program. Except UVA. <sighs> well, that's because they don't really have a basketball program until this year. But hey, yeah. Hey, um, one more one win. more fun fact about, uh, about Tony Bennett here. He was actually, it took him fewer years to win uh, a national title than all of these coaches. Coach K, Coach Cal. Well, Ray okay, Williams. but you're also you. Yeah, but you got to remember where they started. Coach Cal started at UMass. Yeah, he did have Marcus T- Canby on his team. I understand and that. And Tony Bennett started at Washington State. Yeah, but the, uh, Washington State's probably a little better than UMass. Granted, Coach Cal got Marcus Canby on the team. I don't think that Bennett had anyone at Washington State, but Washington State's a little bit better known than yeah, UMass. So it, it took it took Tony 13 years of being a collegiate head coach to okay. get his first title. Ten, he was at Washington State for three, UVA for ten. Um, that was that took less time than Coach K. That took less time than Roy Williams, Bill Self, all the guys that we say are like elite coaches. It took him fewer years, so and even fewer than Jay Wright. So I'm just happy for for Tony to finally not have to answer the questions: Can your system win in March? Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see how it goes down the road. He plays in a very tough conference, and the fact that he's got Roy and um, Coach K to oh, go yeah. through but every year. What's scary now is they're going to start getting even better recruits who fit their system and style. Yeah, I mean, the the crazy thing is, is if you look at a team like Duke who has three top 10 picks and, and in all reality probably should have won it, but they, they had nobody on their team that could shoot the three ball. Um, and, they, and they really did not get better from start of the year to the end of the year, like as a team. No, with with Zion missing, that was obviously very tough. No, but to, they didn't they didn't run a single offensive set. It was all one-on-one isolation well, ball. It, it, they, they switched one through five. They were lazy. Well, um, there, no one fought through screens. They didn't play as a cohesive team. No, and that's the biggest. So that there's only two teams in college basketball that do this. It's Kentucky and Duke that do the one and dones. B- 
because in, in coach K has now even admitted, he said, this is the only way that I can get kids essentially to come here is to do one and dones and to get the best of the best here. Coach Cal has always been, I'm okay with one and dones because I want to produce NBA prospects. I don't, I care about college, but I care about these kids more than I do about winning national championships. So those are the only two that really look for one and dones. You don't see a ton going to UNC or Virginia or Michigan state. I mean, of course there's here and there ones, but when out of the last 20 or I'm sorry, last 20, last 10 years, coach Cal has produced the most number ones, number one overall picks. And right behind him is coach K. And then the drop off behind that is significant. It's because they're, they're okay with recruiting though. So the key point I was trying to make in all this is that you have to have um, veteran players to win a March. Yep. End of story. No Experience one, wins except in March. for 2012 when UK was stacked with kids. Well, um, you had arguably one of the greatest college players ever in Anthony Davis. Uh, and then you also had yeah, Michael Kidd Gilchrist on the team. Yes. So when you're in 2012, when you have that, you, you just have a very good team in general, but they're all freshmen then. So it's um, also, no it's also hard for, like take a team like Duke. Like is RJ Barrett really that beat up that they lost in the Elite Eight? Like he, the man knows he's about to sign, get drafted, probably at the worst number three, sign for some some millions of dollars. Like he's not that beat up over it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, he just, he doesn't really care that much about it. Um, you know, Zion Zion seemed like he really wanted to play because um, I think Zion wanted to stamp his legacy of like. I'm going to come here, dominate, win, go to the NBA, dominate, win, and like have a full career like that. Yeah. I, I mean, think he's, that's how he saw it, or at no, least the way he, he played kind of showed that. Yeah. But, no, I mean, looking at the Kentucky 2012, they had Anthony Davis, they had MKG, they also had Terrence Jones, who was a sophomore, the lefty. They had Marcus Teague, and then they had Dron Lamb. So they, they had freshmen or sophomores. They had no junior, no one past a sophomore year. So point being, you can't win. You have to have senior starting. That's just the way it is. That's it's, it's how it all is. How is it's how it has always been. Yeah. Um, well, that's enough about college basketball. Yes, I wanted Great to... season. Um, well, it made up for the ending made up for a very lackluster first weekend where it was very chalk. Um, but the sweet 16 on were tremendous games left and right. Yeah. I was, I was very disappointed in Tennessee's performance. Also Oof. very disappointed. Um, I, I want to say this in Duke too, because they lost, they barely beat UCF and they barely beat Virginia Tech. I mean, in all reality, they should have ran through those teams, but disappointed in the way. And obviously, like I said last time on the radio, um, you know, for Duke, this was not a successful season and Coach K admitted it too. So um, I want to, there's 18,000 things I want to talk about right, right let's now. Let's go rapid fire. All right, rapid fire. Masters, who wins it? Tiger shot a two under. My boy is four shots back, but in the four Masters that he has won, he has shot a 70 or worse. He's shot a 73 times. And then he shot a 74 once. And he's won the Masters four times. He shot a 70 yesterday. Who, who are you taking to win? So right now it's Bryson DeChambeau is at six under and Brooks Kepka, who is Brooks Kepka might as well just be a bodybuilder. I mean, he's huge. So who are you taking to win? Uh, Phil shot a five under lefty did yesterday. Ian Poulter is up there. Uh, DJ Dustin Johnson. Rory is, is out of it for all intents and purposes. He's one over, so he's seven back. I mean, that would take a huge uh come back for him ricky fowler's at two under as well um anyone that you you're particularly eyeing this week and why or are you just kind of saying you know what i'm just gonna watch it for fun i'm rooting for phil just based on uh did you hear the story of him and jake owen no so jake owen country artist yeah um oh yes 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 yes, 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 yeah yeah so real short so jake owen is at a, a buddy's wedding so phil and jake both know this buddy um it's some singer, right? Yeah, or, singer or golfer. Oh, yeah, they're both. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they were both at this wedding, mm-hmm. 
And it was right after Phil and Tiger did the whole Thanksgiving ish, like mm-hmm. one on mono y mono golf Match thing. Play, yep. And Jake goes up to Phil and basically it was just like, like Jake, that. Jake from, from the stories, Jake had had a few adult beverages at this point. Yeah. So, and he basically tells Phil like, like that was a waste of my money and time. Like watching can, you guys play. Said, can I have my 24 99 back? Yeah. And Phil pulls out a hundred dollar bill gives it to Jake and basically tells him like F off. Well, and I heard from what Phil said too, is he pulled out a wad of hundreds. He gave him a hundred dollar bill and he said, I won, I won 700 of these yesterday. Here you can have one of them. And then walked away. Like Phil just totally just stomped on him. And so after hearing that, I'm kind of like, you know what, Phil, you clearly have a gambling (laughs) problem. There was a picture of Phil with a hundred dollar bill hanging out of his golf pants while on the course not at the masters oh, but like in like a practice round oh, or something yeah, that like, doesn't shock me at all I'm, I'm all on the phil train so um, okay. i think phil wins okay um all right you can root for phil i think it's either going to be bryson dechambeau or oh i do think if uh the young if, gun i think if tiger plays well he'll have a chance because he's played very well in his last four majors so it just depends on how he plays truthfully today and tomorrow um, he has to be tighter in the lead going into sunday to win he's never won a major tournament not doing that so um, we'll see how that plays out. I did want to hit this really quick because there, there's two major things I want to hit baseball and I want to hit basketball, but I did want to hit the Stanley cup playoffs. Oh, so yes. craziness happened the first night, the blue jackets, they're down three, nothing. I turn it off. I'm like, well, this is over to one of the greatest teams in NHL history. There's only been three teams and they're one of the three to win 60 games in this regular season. They're down three, nothing to the Tampa Bay lightning who are 19, one and two this year being up by any lead after the first period, not three goals by any lead. So I'm like, oh, this is over. I get up the next morning. I go to work out. I'm on the treadmill. I look up. They're showing the highlights. And I say, I cannot believe I just missed that last night. So that was craziness. You've got Alex Ovechkin and um, what's his face scored three goals on the first eight shots for the Capitals last night. It's going to be a crazy playoffs yeah, in hockey in Stanley general. Cup playoffs are the most entertaining thing to watch. And I was trying to describe them to um, someone you know, and, and she was like, you know, why do you like them so much? And I said, because it's 30 minutes of, of straight hockey action, and there's very few timeouts. It's literally like, go, 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 go. Like, there's no plays off. There's yeah. no really TV timeouts. I think there's two of them in, in, every, ha- or in every period, excuse yeah. me, I think. So it's just action the whole time. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited to see this. I think the Capitals move on from theirs, and I think the the Calgary Flames move on from theirs, and I think the Predators move on from theirs, and I have no idea what's going to happen in the Lightning division because you got the Bruins, the Maple Leafs, um, Blue Jackets, and you've also got um, the Lightning. So very excited for that. I just wanted to bring up the fact that this weekend is going to have so much playoff hockey, basketball, everything else, and I wanted to touch on the fact that it's it's must-see TV. Playoff basketball, is anyone beating the Warriors? Um... So the Houston Rockets, I think, are in the best shape to do it this year because they're healthy. Chris Paul is healthy this year. I mean, if you remember last year, Houston was forced to go to a Game 7. Houston was was leading the series, had to go to a Game 7, and then went 0 for 27 to lose. That's not 0 for a, 27 from 3. From 3, yeah, excuse they me. They missed 27 straight 3s that's not a, while they were already up. That's not the, normal. Yeah. That will never happen again. That's an anomaly. Yeah. So, yeah, they were Regression up in the game. Regression to the mean. So, yeah, so I would say this would be one of the years where... They're most and, vulnerable. And that was with CP3 getting injured. They got up Correct. to a 3-2 lead. And then CP3 sat out the next two games. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, and then the cool thing is, is they would face off next round, not the, in the championship round. So I think it's it's possible Golden State loses, but I don't think it's probable. If you would say, Alex, will you bet the $5 you owe me? I'd say sure. But if you were to say, 
a substantial amount, which is like $10 for me, I would say, no, no one's beating the Warriors. So in that type of sense, I don't see anyone beating them. I think it's... Could the Thunder beat them? No. I I don't think they're deep enough. I think when you can start five All-Stars as the Warriors, I don't see how someone can beat you. Can can anyone in the East beat them? No. The Bucs couldn't. The no, Bucks who, Bucks who cannot, are no. top top three in the league in both offensive and defensive efficiency. But the and, thing is, is Kevin Durant can guard the Greek Freak. Oh, and then really? I think so. I, I don't both. think anyone can stop the Greek Freak. Well, then he's they're going to guard. They're going to be LeBron and, and KD against each other, where they're going to score twenty two instead of thirty two. So stop each other respectively. But then after that, the Bucks really don't have a ton of depth the, on their team. The Bucks have shooters for days. They're the one team that can shoot with the Warriors. I don't think I think they have Bledsoe, no Brogdon, Brooke Lopez, the only Chris Middleton. The only thing about the Bucks is they do have home court advantage if they do face the Warriors, which I don't think that matters a ton, but it, it could end up mattering. But I don't I don't see the Warriors losing to anyone if you ask me. Now, granted, if you were saying, Alex, you can play with free money. I would say the Raptors look like a very good, solid team this year. Like, people are sleeping on them. People talk about the Boston Celtics, and are they really better this year with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward? And then talking about the Bucks, like, you're all on this Bucks but, train. But what about, and then let's not forget the 76ers who have yep. one of, if not the most unstoppable force in the league, Joel, Joel Embiid. Embiid. Yeah. But, and is Ben Simmons going to play well? Yeah. Like, the East is going to be a lot of fun. But so is the this, West. Because the 76ers have roll out a starting lineup where they have four all stars and one of the best shooters. They have. Between but is Jimmy Butler just going to piss yeah, everyone Simmons, off the whole Butler, <laughs> Harris, Embiid, and then J.J. Redick just coming off screens left and right. And just popping threes. Yeah, no, it's going to be the, a lot of fun the, to the, watch. The East will be more entertaining to me in terms of, uh, I think those are, there's a lot of good teams there. And there's less clarity, so more is up in the air. I'm just rooting for a interesting finals where we can get at least maybe six games out of it. I don't want to be five games, snooze fest. Congratulations, Warriors! You won again. No, I, I would. I mean, I, I hope it's not like that, and I don't think it will be. Two questions here: um, Are the are the Boston Celtics better this year with Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, or were they a better team last year? And the reason There's I front best. that question is because last year they essentially they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals Game Seven, and LeBron just went off again like he always does. They so, were they were also up three games to two, right? Yeah. So and LeBron did what LeBron does. Is that a better team than last year's team? Because remember, better last year... Te- better team. That's the emphasis. Well, you yeah. got to highlight well, yeah, team. So but are they a better... Because last year, remember, they were the one seed, I think. Maybe the two seed without... I right? believe they were the two. The Raptors, Raptors were, were the, the one. one. Yeah, but they were the two, and the Cavs were the three or four, whatever. But yeah, so the, now they're the four seed, I think? Yeah, they four will or five. They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll play the Pacers. Yeah, so four or five. So they're, technically, their records or their seeding, I guess, is worse than it was last year. So are they a better team this year, or were they a better team last year? So last year, you had the fact that you had a, more young guys, less or more unproven players who, those guys take the regular season Tatum a lot more seriously. has not played seriously. as well no. this year as he did last year. Correct. Um, he hasn't shot as well. He has not developed um, He's the ability to, to drive. He needs to be able to get to the rim more. This, so one of the Celtics' big problems is they shoot the one of the lowest free throw attempts per game. Which is surprising because you got Kyrie Irving. You think he's getting into the lane, getting guys involved. Hayward's down there too. Yeah. I think as a team, they were more cohesive last year. They had better chemistry. The ball moved more. It didn't get stuck in guys' hands. Correct. And there was a youthful passion and energy about them. Last year. Well, and they're also going to miss Marcus Smart for the first two rounds of this playoff. Which is big. Yeah, it was huge for them. He's their grinder. He brings energy and brings their toughness. 
and guys take their cue from him. Yeah, and he's the guy that'll go get four fouls early and then still play <laughs> balls to the wall with four fouls in yeah. the first half. Like, he doesn't care. He goes all out the and, whole time. And I'm not saying that a guy like Tatum doesn't care, but he has a much more even-keeled demeanor. In the playoffs and in certain times, you do need the guy who's got that inner dog in him right? who's just going to get after the other team. He's going to be up underneath every player he's guarding, and it's just going to be be a pest for for lack of a, a better, better phrase. Yeah. Okay. Now, all right. So I we we're on a somewhat time crunch, so I there's a couple things uh, I want to get to here. Um, what do you got now? So it's it's the same topic, it's still NBA and then we will get to MLB. MLB Ooh. will be very quick. So this is you've got 3 minutes on this for me and you to discuss, okay? All right. So, who had a better career? Dirk or D Wade? Oh. And Kyo is is Kyo is ready to turn off your mic if you don't say what he wants. Kyo, um, so Kyo, if you don't know, and I know we've said this before, but Kyo is um he's Brazilian, but he used to live in Miami and he's a huge, huge, huge Heat fan. Um he used to go to games all the time when he was down there. Like he sent us a, a text for all intents and purposes on Monday saying how sad was that that D Wade retired. I was like, this man was, was crying. Yeah, like literally crying. Or maybe it was Tuesday, but anyway, he was crying about it basically at work. I'm like, Kyle, it's gonna be okay. So he is a diehard um, Heat fan. Um, so who, who? And I'm gonna say one thing. One of the players won more rings. The other was sixth in all time scoring. And the other one was 29th in all-time scoring. Yeah. One made 13, one made 12 All-NBA yeah. NBA All-Star. So one has a technical better career in the numbers category, but one has won more rings. So, And I, if you don't know who, I'm sure Ben will let you know. But I think, I think the better career is Dirk. Okay. Hear me out here. So Dirk played roughly— 21 seasons. And he played about 500 more games than D-Wade. Okay. D Wade, early on in his career, you look first couple seasons, 61 games, uh, 75, 51, well, 51. He had, he had a lot of seasons where he didn't, did not yeah. play. And Dirk's played 20, or Dirk played 21 years. Um, D Wade played 16. So there's a five year Dirk difference. Was at, and Dirk, Dirk was averaging more in the 70s, right? In, yeah. Dirk was averaging 77 plus yeah. games for mm-hmm. about a 10 year stretch, yeah. if not more. Right. Um, Dirk also took down. D Wade and LeBron. LeBron and Chris Bosh in one of the top super teams assembled. Yeah, I would agree not, with that. I wouldn't say on his own, but kind of on his own. I mean, he he still had some good players around D- him there. D- Dirk also revolutionized the game of basketball. That's what I was gonna say. Dirk Dirk came from Germany as a skinny seven foot guy and literally changed changed basketball with the with his fadeaway and his we, shot. We now have it's now expected that. If you're on a basketball court, you are capable of shooting a three-pointer. Yes, it, it, it doesn't matter and, if you are if you, six feet tall or seven feet tall. You better be able to shoot the three. Yeah, yes. and, it, and if you can't, you, you better be able to do something so out of this world. You like better ben be Simmons, Ben Simmons-esque, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. And so because of that, like Dirk's impact on the game is huge. Like there is, We can find guys and say, like, ooh, this guy has some, some D-weight in him or like aspects of him. Find find you another like Dirk what what Kristaps Porzingis but that, he's not even that like yeah. the, there there is no Dirk right now I mean like a guy like I'm only saying this like a Boogie Cousins who's a bigger guy that can still shoot the three a little bit but he's not he's not he hasn't always been he's able not to a, do it he's not a finesse game he's no, still very no, much correct. power right like Dirk's a thirty eight percent three point shooter for his career yeah and he's a very good shooter shooter and too. that was yeah and that was averaging uh, roughly four attempts per game he was a fifty percent uh, two point 
shooter, um, yeah. 88% free from the throw. free throw yeah. line. D Wade, 77%. So like, here, here's the thing. So I think that, I think that Dirk changed basketball in the, in his style and everything more than, than D Wade did. But D Wade also helped start a super team. So I think they both change it very dynamically in very two cool ways. The big, the big plus I give D Wade is the championship he won in Miami with Shaq. Five or 06? Oh, five. Oh, five. Yeah. With uh, Shaq. Um, Plus, he's married to Gabrielle Union, so props to him. Good for him there. Um, but for all intents and purposes, uh, on the sports side of things here, um, yeah, Dirk changed it. And Pop said something the other day, and, and Kobe said this too. Pop said, if I could coach anyone, Dirk would definitely be in my starting five. Coming from Pop, that's incredible to hear. Yeah. And Kobe said the thing that you want to hear when you're on any sort of quarter field, I hated playing against you, but would love to have you on my team. Yeah. That's, that's all you want to hear. And then when Kobe's saying that, you know, yeah, it's probably true. So quickly... Three names. Who? Because Dirk stayed all 21 years with the Mavericks. For all intents and purposes, D-Wade was 14 out of 16 years. The only two years it wasn't because he followed LeBron around. But he basically played all his years in Miami. Damian Lillard's been all his time so far in Portland. You've got Steph Curry all 10 years in um, Golden State. And we have Luka Doncic, who just came over. But they're building Christoph Porzingis is now there in Dallas. Dirk just left, and he can fall in those footsteps. Out of those three names, which one plays their whole entire career with their franchise? Steph's never leaving Golden State. Okay. I think Damian has to leave. Por- I agree. I think Damian has to leave Portland because no free agent is going to come to Portland. Luka Doncic might actually stay all his whole I, career there. Maybe. I but- think there's a good potential. Um, the Mavericks have now clearly shown, like, we want to build things around a guy. We can. You can become the brand, the face of the franchise. Luka's still only, what, 19 or 20? Yeah. Um, and Seth has nothing to chase. He's won rings. He's got his money. He, like he, he won before and before KD. He's won with him, and he'll probably win without him. And, because it, what's scary is like Steph just got contacts. For goodness' sake, he was shooting blind all the first ten <laughs> years of his career. Well, and the other thing about Steph too. Think about this. He's got everything he needs. The only way I see him leaving if he's like thirty eight and he does like one last round with the Brooklyn Nets because like there's some there's some great team and he wants to do one farewell tour and like yeah. one of his buddies but, is there but that's, even then, that's like the only the reason Warriors are building just built a new arena in, it's gonna be gorgeous. actually in, in San Fran yes, like right say, on the yeah. bay mm-hmm. um, new arena smart ownership like nothing in theory left to prove you're already considered the greatest shooter ever now all you have is to sm- continue to smash records I mean the thing Try is if they win the ring this year he'll have four Jordan has six I mean like what, if you're him, why not try to say, Katie, let's get two more and I can have six like Jordan. Well, I'm not saying you're going to be well, Jordan. But not just that, but no no team. Like, dynasties have always kind of capped out at three rings in a row. Yeah. Uh, in a row, correct. Yes. Like, yeah, consecutively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, unless you're talking about the Celtics in the six. Yeah, and, the, and there were like 10 teams in the league. Yeah. And, and they had two um, of the tallest guys. It was no, not fair. But if you're, if you're Steph and Katie, you could be like, hey. We can be like the first real dynasty super team to win four straight. Like, mm-hmm. no, that would be amazing. That's pretty cool. And but I also think the Warriors are going to be just fine, even if KD leaves, which he probably will. Because um, the, what they're going to do is they'll save that money, actually have a better bench, and Steph is going to get to shoot even more. One, well, KD is a will scary probably thought. go to the East. KD won't yeah. stay in the West. Yeah, so they won't have to deal with him. Um, last one here in basketball, real quick. Does our boy Kemba stay here in Charlotte? No, no okay. shot. Um, that's then. Gosh, I hope he does, and we can have him back on. And then I can say Ben said you wouldn't stay, even though you said you would. I would love that. That would that would make my day that day. Anyway, I hope he doesn't um, for his sake. What is going on? This is this is this is one of the saddest things that's ever happened in sports. What is going on with Chris Davis? 
He is oh. 0 for 53. He's set the all-time record for a position player. So, Chris Davis, do you think I, if you gave me 53 at-bats? If you gave either of us 53, we could get a hit. You a think so? single, Yes. Because you, we, I would just sit dead red fastball. I'm not going to hit any breaking ball. And I would just sit dead red fastball the whole time. Because you know you're going to get one. And if not, you're going to get a walk. It won't count as a plate appearance. So, for all intents and purposes, yes, you just sit dead red fastball. You know that you want the ball either in on your hands or out or wherever you like it. And you just sit there and you just hope you get one. But a hit, yes. Absolutely. One out of 53. I, I like to think I could. But at the Wait, same with time. With a metal bat, not a, not wood. No, no, we, we have to use metal. Yeah, we can't oh, use wood. No, 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 no. I um, meant like if you actually replace Chris Davis with me. Um, I, I like to think one, we, we, if we both had 53, I'd like to think one of us could get. Yes. I think I, mean, I, I, could, I, think I could drop yeah. a bun, bun hit down. Easily. Well, no bunning. You have to swing because Chris Davis can't bunt. He's but they he, shift he, him. He all he has to do is. I know, boom. but like, but that's not how you want to get your hit. Like, you want to get out of the fine, slump. Fine. So, but, so like, no bunts. Like, okay. I would like to think we could get it's, one. Yeah. I mean, that's really, it's, really. I mean, think about guys like John Lester. I mean, he just got a double the other day when I was at the Cubs home opener, and that dude. Hates, Grinky, Grinky hit two home runs in the same yeah, game. Yeah, like pitchers don't like to hit unless you're Madison Bumgarner. You don't really love to hit. Um. So yeah, I would like to think that we could get a hit because most pitchers hit about 100 roughly so that's one out of every 50 you get a hit uh wait i'm sorry one out of every let me do my math one out of every 10 you get a hit yeah so he's 0 for 53 so that'd be five hits for a pitcher um so yeah that's really sad plus the other chris davis last night so it was the a's chris davis with a k and then the chris davis with a c in baltimore played off and chris davis with a k came into baltimore and went three for five with two jacks and three ribbies and then the other Chris Davis. Ninth, ninth fastest uh, player to get to 200 home runs. Last time that, um, so in the time since Chris Davis got his last hit, Chris Davis with a C, Chris Davis with a K has 15 home runs. That's just embarrassing. Just in general to be named the same thing. Um, real quick, so you've got the Mets leading the East. You've got the Brewers leading the Central. You've got the Do- the Padres leading the West. Yeah, you had what, to, the Dodgers <laughs> just got shellacked four straight games in St. Louis. Shocker, St. Louis has our number. Yeah, um, which one of those teams stays and which goes? Mets, Mets Brewers, Padres. I'm, I'm assuming you're going to take the Padres as, as moving out. Yeah, Mets stay. Really exciting team. Pete Alonso, if you don't know him, he um, just hit actually, a jack last night. So I played against him in the in the College World Series. He hit an identical dead center home run, four hundred eighteen mile per hour off the bat. Yes, yeah, four fifty. Went dead over, over the batter's eye. Mm. Yeah, batter. That's that's pretty deep in Omaha. Absolutely absurd. Um, yeah, Mets stay. I think the Brewers stay, but I the Cubs are going to give them a run for their money Cubs at are some f- point. Playing the worst baseball. Yeah, they could their be bullpen possibly. is atrocious. Pitching, oh, pitching in general. Yeah, you Darvish isn't very good. I mean, their offense yeah. is great. So yeah, yeah, their pitching has to come I around. I, it's a long season. You know, the Dodgers had the second worst record in baseball through May last year and wound up going to the World Series. Mm-hmm. So well, the Dodgers bats. I mean, lot, they had like twenty two home runs in three. Yeah, their bats will come back. Of, I'm not worried. A lot of time. Um, I think the Mariners drop out of the AL West. I just I don't see them playing thirteen and two baseball the rest of the year. It's just stupid good. The Indians win the Central. Um, the Red Sox at four I, and four and eight. I, I like I'm sorry, the, four and I nine. actually like the Rays to win the. To win really? the AL East, yes. They so people don't realize the Rays won ninety games last year. Oh, I, I, yeah. Well, and they, like they, and they were, also they, didn't have starting pitchers in every. They did, but they had reliever starts. Yeah, they some used games. the opener strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think the Rays are a really interesting team. They added a few more pieces, and they're playing great ball. So I, I hope for their sake they can hold on and uh, and take care of business. All right. So next week, um, we will do a lot more baseball talk, recap of the Masters. As always, stay safe, be cool, have a great weekend. Peace. Smell you later.